Last Monday, Dan and I celebrated 35 years of marriage. Thank you. Now, <laughs> yes, thank you for that observation, Bob. <clears throat> now, there was a time early on when we weren't sure we'd see the next anniversary, never mind 35, because we were moving from Nova Scotia to Ontario. Now, ladies, I want you to understand, I wanted to pre-book the hotels. Just making that point. But Dan said, no, there's going to be plenty of hotels or motels along the way. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I have never in my entire life seen so many no vacancy signs as I saw on that trip through New Hampshire. <sighs> Needless to say, there was a little bit of tension in the car. Long story short, we finally spotted a motel with a vacancy sign. Should have kept driving. <laughs> the owner left much to be desired. It's a family service, so I'll leave the rest to your imagination. But it was almost 2 a.m., I was tired, and I may or may not have been a little cranky. Well, sir, we walked into the room, and it had a back door. I'll repeat that. You were sleeping. We walked into the room, and it had a back door. What motel room has a back door? Is that the one they take your body up? Never mind. So that night, I slept with, on top of the covers, one eye open, and a chair firmly wedged under the door handle, the back door handle. Nobody was taking me out without me knowing. So why were we in this pickle? Because of unwise choices, that's why. Dan chose not to pre-book. And I chose to take his advice on this matter. And it's never happened again. Just making that point. So we, yeah, yeah. hey, we made it 35 years, okay? So we have been studying Proverbs this summer, which is one of the wisdom books. Mostly we have focused on what wisdom is. I'm going to take the other angle, and focus on what it isn't. Wisdom doesn't lie. It's not spiritually blind. It isn't proud and doesn't judge. And it isn't found in human choices and human understanding. Our scripture reading this morning is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, starting at verse 7 and going to verse 12. So, you can look that up on your tablets, phones, Bibles, or it's up on the screen for you. Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge. 
on their lips. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Fools mock at making amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Okay, so let's get this party started with wisdom doesn't lie, and it isn't spiritually blind. Comedian Jeff Allen states that two of the most important words a man can learn and use to create peace in his marriage are, are you listening? What, what was that? Yes, dear. That's right. Yes. Yes, dear. And his reasoning? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? He says he's been wrong for his entire marriage, but he's very, very happy. <laughs> this passage of Proverbs that we are journeying through this morning asks a somewhat similar question. Do you want to be good or do you want to be evil? I trust that we would all choose good. Let's look once again at verse 7 and 8 of Proverbs 14. Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. I believe it's important to understand the meaning of the word fool before proceeding. Dictionary.com defines a fool as a silly or stupid person who lacks judgment or sense. Yeah, that sounds pretty close. Psalm 14.1 nails it down even closer. It states that only a fool says in his heart, there is no God. Only a fool says in his heart, there is no God. I formed this definition from several of the other places I looked. Lying comes naturally to fools because they have no guilty conscience. Lying comes naturally to fools because they have no guilty conscience. They are prone to telling dirty jokes and using profanity. Now, I'm pretty certain that the movie and TV industry would not appreciate my next observation. But by that definition, most of their writers are fools. I don't know about you, but I can't find anything to watch on TV. And Danny and I haven't been to a movie in so long. You just can't find anything without dirty jokes or profanity in it. Amen? So how do we apply this to our lives? Well, here's an age-old, time-tested truth from Gary Kent. 
you can't soar with eagles if you're hanging out with turkeys. Actually, much truth is said in jest. Verse 7 warns us to avoid hanging out with fools. The law of averages has proven that you will become most like the five people you hang out with the most. So just sit and think about that for a second. Who are the five people you hang out with the most? Because that's who you're going to become most like. And if it makes you go like this, then you know what you have to do. (laughs) Time to change friends. It's so important to choose your friends wisely. Remember that people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. Like that guy. (laughs) A wise person plots their path under the direction of the Holy Spirit. That's the key, folks. We can't do this on our own. We're not equipped to do this on our own. We have to do it under the direction of the Holy Spirit. So now that we hopefully have a greater understanding that wisdom doesn't lie and isn't spiritually blind, let's move on to wisdom isn't proud and doesn't judge. I have a habit of getting up earlier than Dan. Um, So when we're in a hotel, I have to find a place outside the room to grab a coffee and read my latest book. I was doing just that one morning around 6 a.m. in, uh, it was actually the Delta in Halifax. And I noticed a young indigenous woman who was on a couch across from me and she was asleep. A couple of times the desk clerk came over and woke her up and then he'd go back and laugh and do that with his buddies behind the desk. The third time he came over, he said, if I have to wake you up one more time, I'm kicking you out. Well, the Holy Spirit made it clear I needed to go over and help her stay awake. So I did. I sat down behind, beside her, and, and I'll never forget our conversation. It was such a God moment. She had been raised by a Christian grandmother. She was on that couch because she was there with friends, and uh, they had all had a drunk fest and kicked her out of the room. So that was the only place she had to sleep that night. And she was still grieving the loss of her brother who had committed suicide on the railroad tracks in Sydney. She had some really, really big questions for God. And I'm pretty sure that the desk clerk had a very, very low opinion of her. He was making that clear. But you know what? God didn't. God didn't have a low opinion. He knew that she needed to be reminded of her real identity. And she needed to restore her relationship with him 
So we had a good old chin wag, and she stayed awake, and she renewed her relationship with Jesus that day. Yeah. A lot more fun than reading a book. <laughs> Let's look once more at verse 9 and 10 in Proverbs 14. Fools mock at making amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. I was reading that, and I thought, what does that really mean? Well, it means the wise don't scoff at others, and they're not prejudiced. If we compare ourselves to others and we make fun of others or we're prejudiced about others, their culture, their color, even their beliefs, that makes us prejudiced. That makes us fools. Ouch. If we want the true measure of who we are, we need to compare ourselves to God. Amen? Not others. It breaks God's heart when we make fun of others. Hear Proverbs 24, 9b. The scoffer is an abomination to mankind. That's pretty hard to misinterpret, wouldn't you say? The scoffer is an abomination to mankind. I was talking to my mom last week, and she found this quote by David Johnson. I love this. Everyone has a story. Everyone has been through something that has changed them. So never judge a person by the chapter you walked in on. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Never judge a person by the chapter you walked in on. One of my favorite songs is Amazing Grace. My chains are gone. God has shown us all amazing grace in spite of the mess he found us in. Amen? I know he, he found me in a really deep, dark, ugly pit. And I just, I can't even fathom, like when Pastor Megan was doing her, her uh, kids moment about sand and about how much God loves us. And I'm living, breathing proof, folks. Because if he could love me, he can love anyone. God has shown us all amazing grace. And if we want to be like Jesus, then we must extend that same amazing grace to others. Right? Not laugh at them. Not judge them. Extend that amazing grace to them. Wisdom doesn't lie and it isn't spiritually blind. Wisdom isn't proud and it doesn't judge. And finally... Wisdom isn't found in human choices and understanding. 
we are all born as little narcissists. Put your hand up if you don't believe me, I dare you. There you go. We've all seen little babies in the playpen with the blocks, biffing them at each other. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Melissa. <laughs> Two days to go, and I have to paint that picture for you. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I don't babysit. <laughs> you see, if we can see it, it must belong to us, right? Our one goal is self-satisfaction. The notes in my fire Bible say this. Human wisdom and reasoning based on individual satisfaction and benefit as its highest goal is a poor basis for determining what is true or false, right or wrong, worthy or unworthy. There are practices that are tolerated today. Now I'm probably going to step on some toes. And are even approved of that were against the law 50 years ago. What's wrong is right, and what's right is wrong. The world's upside down. This is what happens when we trust human wisdom over God's wisdom. His word warns us that we, like sheep, have gone astray. When sheep wander away from the shepherd looking for greener grass, it can often lead to death. Let's read verse 11 and 12 again. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Without God as our center, our compass is fatally flawed. Our decisions are deceptively dreadful. Our trajectories are terribly tangled. In a word, we have lost our way and are wandering in the wilderness. The Israelites, here's fun fact. The Israelites did not wander in the wilderness for 40 years because Moses would not stop and ask for directions. <laughs> Although I think there's probably a sermon in there somewhere. Just saying. They decided not to trust God, and they decided to go their own way. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. In fact, doing things our own way, listen to this, doing things our own way is one of the definitions of sin. Some things are not what they seem. Let's, let's look at something called cow parsnip. It's also called hogweed. You ever heard of it? No. <laughs> Me neither. Had some outside our trailer in uh, New Brunswick. It grows to be quite tall with a canopy of tiny white flowers. 
And if you're tempted to touch it or pick it, don't. Do not. The sap causes serious and very painful lesions, kind of like a third-degree burn. In fact, there are a number of plants that also must be avoided in Nova Scotia, like poison oak, poison ivy, or any of the other 100 plants that can be found on the app, harmful Nova Scotia plants. <laughs> you may want to take a look at that before you take your next trek through the woods. I recently purchased, and I know some people here know that I happen to enjoy buying Bibles. Anyway, it's a private joke. <laughs> Not really. But I recently purchased this one. And it's the only purchase that I've ever made of its kind where I will be sending it back. First, because I opened it up and I don't know who Re Rebecca Van Hoof is. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's not me. <laughs> and then it just went downhill from there. I opened it up and started reading the preface. Do you ever read the preface in anything? Like, yeah, I do. So, I turn to the preface, and it says this. Many Bible translations contain theological terms that have little, if any, meaning for most non-theologically trained readers. God's Word avoids using these terms and substitute words that carry the same meaning in common English. Examples of these theological terms include covenant, grace, justify, repent, and righteousness. So going back. Yeah, so I hold on there one cotton picking second, folks. Theological. Let's just look at that word. Theos means word. And logos, no, sorry, theos means God. Logos means word. <laughs> so the writers think it's a good idea to take the words of God out of God's word. The writers think it's a good idea to take the words of God out of God's word. Then whose word is it anyway? Maybe it's Rebecca Van Hoof's. It's going back. God's word, and you have to choose carefully, I've discovered, is the only perfectly reliable source for determining how to live a righteous and wise life. Again, it must be done in the power and strength of the Holy Spirit. When I was researching for my sermon this week, 
I found an interesting challenge in my Chuck Swindle Bible. So now you know I got at least two. He points out that the book of Proverbs is 31 chapters long, which corresponds with the longest month of the year. Hmm, interesting. So here's the challenge. He challenges us to read a book of Proverbs every day, starting over again at the beginning of the next month. And he promises that if we do this, it will change the way we live. That makes perfect sense to me. It's the book of wisdom. And if we read the book of wisdom every day, that's like a five-minute commitment to sit down and read a chapter out of Proverbs every day, and it will change your life. We won't lie. We won't be spiritually blind. We won't be proud. We won't be judgmental. We won't make poor choices based on human understanding. Will you join me in this? I think it's a good challenge. I do. Is there anyone here that wants more wisdom? There you go. There you go. Oh, just my heart good when a young person puts their hand up. Let's pray. Oh, God. It is so good to know that you are here with us, that you're always thinking of us, that you love us, and that you want us to have more of you, that we need your wisdom to make it through this life with any kind of success at all. So help us, Father, as we commit to this challenge of reading a chapter out of Proverbs every day so that we will learn to walk in lockstep with your Holy Spirit and become the people that you have knit us together to be. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.